Hello, friends. Happy Monday, and welcome back to the Curious Neuron Podcast. If you are new here, we have a lot of new subscribers. Thank you for joining me. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I'm the host. I am also the founder of Curious Neuron, which is a science-backed parenting resource, and I am a mom of three. I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience, and my goal is to bring the science to you to help you make informed parenting decisions. Today, I'd like to share an article with you that I found about teaching children um, about gratitude. And there's a lot more to it than simply reminding our children to say thank you when they received a gift, uh, when they receive a gift, for example. But before uh, we do move on to today's topic, I would first like to thank our supporters, the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute at the Neuro here in Montreal. The Neuro is the first health sciences institution in the world to commit to open science, an approach to research that ensures scientific knowledge is shared widely and transparently. Don't forget to rate the Curious Neuron podcast on iTunes and let me know that you did it by sending me an email at info at curiousneuron.com or you could send me a DM on Instagram, I will send you a parenting PDF that I have from our academy. It could be about potty training or tantrums, whatever you want. Um, But that'll be my way of saying thank you because it does make a big difference. Um, You know, when you leave a rating, you let us know if you like it or not. And also it helps us um, get on the charts, which by the way, for three years, I've been trying my best to get on the top charts. And I, you know, I come back in on on it and off. Um, But last week we hit number 17 on the Canadian charts on iTunes for the first time. And that's because you are taking the time to rate it and leave a review. So thank you so much um, for subscribing and and leaving that for us. If you haven't done so yet, I encourage you to visit the Curious Neuron uh, website, curiousneuron.com, and click on podcast. You will get all the episodes that you might have missed and you can get a bio of the guest. You can read some blog posts. You can also join a research study. We collaborate with um, labs from around the US and Canada and some in Europe. So you could join a lab, uh, a research study for yourself when it comes to mental health or for your child and get to understand their development. Um, You can also uh, click on the podcast page. And on this page now, there's something new. There's a, a record button. You could record a question for 90 seconds, or you can just come and say hello. Let us know where you're from, how long you've been listening, and what you enjoy about the podcast. And I will air these little clips on the podcast um, in the next episodes. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And you can visit uh, our Instagram page um, at curious underscore neuron. I post every single day, different reels, different tips and different advice. And we have a growing community there and I'd love to have you there. Now, before I begin, I did promise on Instagram that I would share a story about one of my kids um, and something that I do with them. So I have three kids, a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And the four and the six-year-old are extremely close. They're best friends. They have a secret handshake. (laughs) They're always together. Um, And the four-year-old looks up so much to his bigger sister that he just wants to do everything that she does the same way. Um, you know, when they have to, I don't know, start their snack, he will wait for her. Um, if he asks for a peach, which is what happened today, and he starts eating it and she happened to, you know, grab her snack after him and she grabs a different fruit, like an apple or a nectarine or whatever it was, um, he'll switch <laughs> his snack and he wants to do everything she does. So I've been... um 
saying certain things to him to try to help him see that his needs matter. And and this is something that I've been learning as an adult. Um, you know, as a parent, especially, I think we put our needs to the side. And I want him to know that it's important for him to do things that he enjoys as well. So if he took that peach initially, which was today's situation, and then she took an apple, he just wanted the apple because she did, right? So it's not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I just want him to know that his needs are important. And that the way that I explained it to him is that when he does something for himself, you know, that he enjoys, his brain does a little dance. <laughs> That's how I explained it to him. I told him that his brain does a specific happy dance just for his own brain. And that when his sister chooses something that she enjoys, her brain does a special happy dance. And that's my way of trying to explain to a four, a four and a six-year-old the reward system. So I told him that, you know, it's important for his brain to get to understand its own happy dance. And the more he does things that in that he enjoys and that brings him pleasure, his brain will learn um, as he gets older and, and as he gets bigger um, that that's the way uh, it'll understand what it needs to do to dance its own little happy dance. <laughs> it's very simple for a four-year-old and he kind of gets it. He's been talking about his brain's happy dance and he does a little dance too. Um, and that's my way of just really trying to get him to do things that are important to him. It's not a big deal. It's not a big problem, but I just really want him to remember that his needs are important and that he should be doing things that he enjoys that he should also be doing things that he enjoys as well. Um, but it doesn't mean that he can't do what his sister does. And it's really beautiful to watch their relationship and how much she means to him. So I thought that perhaps this story would resonate with some of you. And again, you can leave a, an audio. You can go onto my website, curiousnown.com, click on podcast and right at the top of the page, let me know in 90 seconds if this is something you experience in your home and try this out in your home and let me know if it makes a difference. All right, so let's move on to today's topic, gratitude. Like I said at the beginning, um, you know, we might think that by repeating to our children that they have to say thank you after they receive a gift, for example, that by repeating it, then they'll start saying it and they'll be grateful with them when they receive a gift from somebody or like an unexpected surprise from a family member. But expressing gratitude is a lot more, it needs to be broken down into baby steps. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. So I found this study called Benefits, Mechanisms, and New Directions for Teaching Gratitude to Children. And it's an article in the School Psychology Review in 2014 by Leos and colleagues. So as, as soon as we, you know, uh, as soon as our toddlers start talking, we often tend to kind of press or push on them to say thank you when they receive something. Um, again, nothing. This, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I did this too, actually. And the only thing is that this doesn't teach um, a child gratitude. It's it's It takes a lot more. So we hear about gratitude a lot. I find that I've been reading a lot online about gratitude journals and that we need to express gratitude um, and that it's good for our health. And it's true. It's actually good for our mental health and our physical health um, when we express gratitude. Now, um, I think I even read a study a couple years ago that it was an adult and it showed that just one week of, so seven days of 
um, writing down what you are grateful for that day. I think it was three things every single day that you are grateful for, um, that they noticed improvements um, in, uh, only a week later in the adults, in their um, positive affect, so their emotions of being uh, positive emotions. Um, so definitely there are huge impacts to gratitude. But in, in children, it's a little bit different. We need to teach this skill and we need to show them how to do this. Um, and, you know, what I like about gratitude is that it's not something very difficult. You know, it doesn't require equipment and it doesn't require a huge, um, you know, like courses or leaving the house. We can do this with our kids in the home and we can do this every single day. We can have uh, what I do with my kids uh, because I do homeschool. So with my three kids, we'll have like a, a circle time during the day. And then we sit down and we talk about things that we are grateful. We talk about a moment in our day that brought us joy. So we could do it as simply as that with very young kids. Um, but what's important when it comes to gratitude is how we express it ourselves as adults. And I'll get into the details very soon. I just want to talk about some other parts of the study first. Um, but even for yourself, if you'd like to start expressing gratitude um, every single day, you don't have to have a journal. Of course, that helps because you're you're kind of putting pen to paper and, and seeing what you're grateful for. But if you're out for a walk, just say it in your mind, you know, like that you're so grateful for the sun today or for the heat or for the moment to step away and take a walk. Um, just doing that will make a difference. Now, when we teach our children um, gratitude, we need to keep in mind their developmental readiness, right? The stage of their development. So, it, you know, if we have a two-year-old compared to a 12-year-old, they're at very different stages and being able to express gratitude requires certain um, cognitive abilities like theory of mind, like um, executive function skills. It requires a child to understand emotions. So you can, we can't as parents expect our four and five-year-olds to say thank you every single time they receive a gift because they haven't developed that ability to place themselves in the shoes of the person that gave them the gift and to say like, hey, that would be really nice if I, you know, if I received a thank you or to, to put themselves even in their own shoes in the sense of um, realizing the importance of saying that or expressing that gratitude, they're, they're not, they are not there yet developmentally. However, it doesn't mean that we can start um, teaching them these skills when they're two or three years old. We can start creating an environment where we're modeling it a lot so that this way, when they're older and their cognitive skills are at the abilities where the, it, you know, where the, or have the certain cognitive abilities that they need to express gratitude, then they'll have, we, we will have modeled it as parents for so long. And now they'll have the right cognitive abilities and then everything comes together. Um, by the way, if you'd like to learn more about theory of mind, you can go back to episode 46 of the Curious John podcast. And that is my episode with a researcher from Ontario um, named Dr. Mark Saba. And he researches um, or he studies theory of mind and he gives us tons of ideas on on um, play ideas and, and activities that we can do with our kids and gives you a good understanding of what that is and how we can start training, not training that, but um, practicing that within our home. 
Just to emphasize the point of a child's age a little bit more before we get into the tips, um, there was a study written by Park and Peterson in 2006, and they looked at children between the ages of three and nine. And it was only around age seven that children were able to um, not just express gratitude, better, but we're able to see impacts of expressing gratitude and learning about gratitude uh, impacts on their happiness. So I think this really brings home the point that, you know, we don't want to go um, full force <laughs> right into like a young child and and um, and really push gratitude on them. It's creating that environment really um, that's going to help them. And if there are um, products or, or companies or people that are trying to tell you that you know a child under seven and uh, that a child under seven could really um, you know uh, develop this skill, you have to keep in mind that studies have shown that you know before age seven. It's the, they're going to start understanding certain concepts that we break down for them, but the benefits of it really starts around that age. Now, to help us remember what we need to do to break it down into smaller tasks, because according to studies, this is what helps younger kids. So when we are looking at kids seven and under, um, we have to break it down into these small bite-sized activities to try to model the bigger concept of gratitude. Now, you can think about it this way. So first, children need to work on grateful thinking. And that's what I mentioned before about like when you're going out for a walk and you um, say to yourself, wow, I'm so grateful for the sun right now, or I'm grateful for this moment, uh, you know, away and, and, and taking it a breath from my day or whatever it is. So first we need to train or, or model grateful thinking with them. And that means that when you are, for example, in the car and I don't know, you're leaving the park or you're leaving grandma and grandpa's house, you can say out loud, wow, you know, I'm really grateful for the meal um, that we had at grandma and grandpa's house. Or you can say, I'm really grateful for that little um, boy or girl that was playing with you at the park. It made it so fun. Um, little simple things like that will help your child understand that there are moments during our day that we can express gratitude. So we can continue doing that. And we don't have to do it, you know, 10 times a day. Um, we could do it like, you know, two, three times a week where we are mindful of, of expressing gratitude in front of our child. So really that kind of starts to embed in them that we could start thinking about moments that are grateful for us. Um, and then the next steps are sort of feeling gratitude and then after that, it'll be expressing gratitude. And expressing gratitude could be, um, you know, drawing something for somebody to say thank you for them, uh, to say thank you to them. Uh, if a neighbor, um, you know, brings you, I don't know, some cookies, uh, you're, you could first express it. So um, the way that this uh, article breaks it down, actually, um, is first noticing the good deeds of others. So these are the three steps that you can start practicing right now. Um, if you have your Kirsten on notebook that I always talk about, take it out and write these three steps down that you can start practicing this week. So the first one is noticing the good deeds of others. So for the example that I just mentioned before, uh, if a neighbor comes and brings you cookies, uh, first of all, that's an awesome neighbor. <laughs> um, but if they do, after you shut the door, you can say to your child, wow, this was really nice of them to, to bring us cookies. Um, I'm so grateful that they did that. 
So noticing the good deed uh, is the first step. The second step is noticing when things are, are going well in their environment. So it's not just about the good deeds, but just noticing when things are going smoothly. And this could be with your child as well. Hey, I'm really grateful that you cooperated today and you went into the car seat and you helped me out. Or I was re I'm really grateful that you um, left grandma and grandpa's house today. And I know that you get frustrated sometimes, but today you really cooperated. Uh, and again, it, it doesn't have to only be about them. It could be about other things as well. Just noticing that it's a beautiful day or that bath time went really well. And then um, creating gratitude time within your family is very helpful as well. Taking the moment to um, sit down at dinner and, and maybe express, you know, whatever. It doesn't even have to be at dinner, but taking a moment in your day, it could be at dinner time, it could be during bath time, it could be at bedtime. I know some parents that do this at bedtime where they take a moment to express gratitude with their children. And it's such a beautiful a little ritual to have with our kids and, and show them that we are expressing our gratitude towards our day and, and teaching them to do the same. There was a different study by Hussein um, and colleagues that goes into a little bit more detail. So they have the same first step, which is noticing or recognizing what you're grateful for. But now they break it down into four different steps. So perhaps this will be um, another way that you can implement it within your home. They, their four steps are noticing feeling, thinking, and doing. Noticing is what we said before, recognizing what you're grateful for. Feeling is um, what are the emotions you experience because of the things that have been given to you. So going back to that example of somebody dropping off or a neighbor dropping off cookies um, at your house, noticing would be the first step. And the second one, after you close the door and you express how grateful you are, is saying, wow, it makes me feel so happy um, that they did this for us, that they brought us some cookies. Then the, sec the third part would be thinking. Think about why you have been given those things. So you would model, model this to your child and say, you know, now that I think about it, last week I, I don't know, helped them bring their groceries inside their house. Maybe that's their way of thanking me. Um, but just that part, so these three parts and now the last part, um, which is doing, and this would be expressing your appreciation. So writing a thank you letter or having your child help you to draw something and to bring it or deliver it to their home. These four parts, noticing, feeling, thinking, and doing, help a child develop the big picture of all this, right? Which is gratitude, but they need to, we, we need to break it down into very small pieces to help them understand how to do it eventually when they've reached, like I said at the beginning, the cognitive ability and all of this understanding around gratitude around the age of seven. That is my quick Cindy unedited episode for today. I do want to reach out to um, a researcher that studies positive psychology so that we can dive more, you know, deeply into this topic. Um, but I hope that today gives you enough actionable tips that you can start implementing this within your home. The studies that I mentioned and all the links to the website and, and Instagram and um, everything you need to know will be in the show notes. So you can just click on those and uh, reach out to me at info at curiousneuron.com if you have any questions. And please remember to leave a review and to rate the Curious Neuron podcast. Thank you for subscribing and I will see you next Monday. Bye.